Yo, what's going on, Rock family? Thank you so much for dropping in with me again for the word today. I pray that you all are being safe this weekend as we got week number two of these storms and all that. So I hope you guys are enjoying the snow with your families and enjoying this time of just rest that the Lord has us in at home. And so we hope to regather again next Sunday, uh, January 30th for our in-person Sunday services. All right. So I'm, I'll be excited to see you all again. But until then, we still got to get into this word no matter what, because we live on this word, whether come hail or high water, snowstorm, rain, flood, we're going to be up in this word. You feel me? So let's go ahead and take our Bibles and go to first Corinthians chapter number three, uh, first Corinthians chapter number three. I'll start reading at verse number four. And today we are concluding our teaching and our series on harvest. Uh, we've been teaching about harvest and a time of harvest and this being our window moment and season of opportunity during this next season. And I just believe that God just really spoke a word to us concerning the harvest, receiving the harvest in our lives, in our finances, in our families, and in every area of our life. And we're going to conclude that teaching today. This will be the final installment of that teaching in 1 Corinthians chapter number 3, verses 4 through 9, all right? And so I'll start reading there, verse number 4, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says, it says and this is the Apostle Paul that is speaking. He says, when one of you says, I am a follower of Paul, and another says, I follow Apollos, aren't you acting just like people of the world? After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We are only God's servants through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos watered it, but it was God who made it grow. Now that's good right there. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. For we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. Father, we thank you for your word today. Father, we ask that you would bless it. Open up our hearts and ears to receive your word. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Amen. And so first Corinthians chapter three, verse four and nine. And I want to use for a title today growth God's way, growth God's way. Here we have in the book of second, book of first, Lord, I'm tongue tied. The book of first Corinthians chapter number three is that we have the apostle Paul talking to the Corinthian church. And what began to happen during this time, as he's sending this letter to them, Paul, a lot of times he would send these letters to deal with different things that were going on in these churches, like the church at Corinth or the Ephesian church or the Colossian church or the church at Rome to where we get the book of Romans. He was sent all these letters. And what was happening during this time is that there were some people in this camp, in this church at Corinth, that they were starting to try and separate or be divided between what particular teacher or what particular apostle that they like to listen to or that they fell up under. So we have the apostle Paul, the main one who was writing this, but he brings to our attention this other guy named Apollo. He was another apostle or he was just another very influential teacher at that time of the Corinthian church. And what they began to do was they begin, they begin to credit their salvation, their growth in God, their spiritual maturity to Paul or Apollos. And, and that's what he's saying. He said, you know, some of you guys are saying, oh, I follow Paul and I follow Apollos. And what Paul is trying to get them to understand is that, wait a minute, it's not about what preacher you follow. That's a word. 
I'm already preaching. It's not about what preacher you follow and, and who you listen to. You listen to Jake, so you listen to Furtick, or, or you listen to Piper, or you listen to Mike Todd. Like, it, he's like, okay, let's not get caught up in that. We're not idolizing the person that helped you grow in your faith. He said, what I want you to know first and foremost is that all the growth that you're seeing in your spiritual life is a result of God's work in you, not because of a preacher. Not because of what pastor you listen to on YouTube. Not because you even listen to me. He says that these people that you are listening to, they are just tools doing the work that the Lord has given them. Doing the work that the Lord has given them. And this is the thing when we talk about harvest, when we talk about receiving a harvest. And in this case, in the Corinthian church, they had received and had benefited from a spiritual harvest of spiritual seeds being planted in them. Spiritual seeds being watered in them. And what Paul is trying to get them to understand is that no matter how the har- no matter how- when the harvest got there, no matter how the harvest got there, know that it was God's hand that did it. Know that it was God's work that did it. It was because he developed this seed. And I want us as we wrap up this harvest series to understand this, that no matter what you are receiving in your life, no matter what you are seeing in your life, in your life no matter what harvest you are receiving, we have to end with this knowing that. The harvest is because God made it grow. The harvest is because God made it produce. The harvest is because God worked and caused that seed to sprout forth. As we talk about harvest, as we talk about walking in opportunity, as we talk about seeing open doors, I cannot leave you with this idea that it's my own good work that's going to cause the harvest to come. We cannot leave with this idea as a church that it's because of my goodness that this harvest is going to come. We cannot think that it's because, oh, if I just work hard, or if I just do this, or if I just do that. No, no, no. We have to put a cap on this, understand that, wait a minute, God. All of our harvest comes from you. All of our increase comes from you. And so, but this is the thing, is that what Paul first tells them this, he says in in verse number five, he says that after all, we're talking about receiving this harvest. He says, after all, who is Apollos or who is Paul? This is important. He says, we are only God's servants through whom you believe the the good news. And this is key. He said, each of us did the work that the Lord gave us. Ah, this is a good idea because this brings some tension in here. Because what he's saying, he's saying that he says, God saved you. God is the one who delivered you. God is the one. Jesus Christ is the one whom your salvation is placed. But Paul brings a very important point. He says, in this spiritual harvest, what we did was the work that the Lord gave us. We we did what God assigned us to do in this process. And I want us to remember this when we talk about, think about a farmer, think about a harvest, right? Think about seeds is that God assigns us to, hey, plant the seed. Hey, maybe go out there and water the seed. Hey, make sure the ground is cultivated. There is a work that God gives us to do in this process, but we don't control the harvest. That's what I want you to understand. And Paul is telling them, he's saying, in this spiritual harvest, in this spiritual harvest that you are seeing, this spiritual fruit that you're seeing in your life, he, Paul is like, me and Apollos, we did the work of preaching the gospel to you. We did the work of sowing spiritual seed into you. We did the work of praying for you. We did the work of pastoring you. We did the work of providing apostolic leadership to you. See, there is a work that we have to do. There is a work. See, Paul didn't sit around. He did not, he did not sit around being disobedient and assume that God would just make something grow. 
He didn't just sit around being lazy and assume that God would cause something to sprout up out of nowhere. He didn't sit around, you know, not not, you know, not applying for the job and and not saving his money and not trying to get out of debt and not investing. And then hoping that, oh, the job just going to show up or, you know, hoping oh, I'm going to have my money when I retire, but I haven't invested in anything. Oh, I'm just going to get it. You know, they just going to find the opportunity just going to find me out of nowhere. Just for no, no, no. Paul's like, we didn't just sit around now. He's like, we didn't just sit around waiting on God to do something and we just sit there hmm, and just meditating all day and just wait. No, no. He said we did the work the Lord gave us. And I want I want you to understand this, too, is that in this harvest process, in this harvest momentum, in this receiving of the work for to, to be done. There is a work that the Lord gives us to do. As I just said, maybe that means I start applying for those jobs that I'm believing God to receive. Maybe I start looking at different houses. I'm believing for a new house. Maybe I start going around to look and see, put my eyes on it, stir my faith. Let me see what I can afford. Maybe I start talking with the realtors. Maybe I start getting my credit together so I can purchase. These are the practical things that sometimes we miss because we just say, oh, a harvest coming. I'm going to receive it in Jesus name and all of these things. But sometimes we miss the work that the Lord gives us. So maybe I'm believing to be, be in health, but maybe I should start eating better. I'm believing to be in health and to live long. Maybe I should start going to the gym. And I just talked to myself. I didn't fell off the gym. I was doing, I told you I was doing good last year. Now I got to get back on and see the devil trying to have me, you know, looking up in April. I ain't worked out. It's like, maybe I should start doing these practical things. There is a work that the Lord gives us to do. And this is the thing when we talk about harvest, when we talk about receiving is that there is always this tension. There is always this tension in the harvest, in the planting, because on one hand, we have to trust God to grow it. We have to trust God to open doors. We have to trust God to make ways. But on the other hand, we have to do our part. On the other hand, we have to apply. Maybe you're expecting God, believing God for a spouse. Maybe go on a date. <laughs> Maybe when you go to the store, you know, you know, brother, put your put your stuff on, man. Get you a fresh cut. Make sure your beard lined up. You know what I'm saying? That way, when you meet a young lady and you and you told to talk to her, you don't look like, you know, you've been you've been experiencing, you know, troubles of life for the last few months right maybe if, if i'm expecting for that maybe i should start doing the things that i can do if i'm expecting to be debt free well i can't eat out every day because i'm expecting to receive a financial harvest of overflow but i can't spend that spend it up at chick-fil-a every weekend right and so we there's a work for us to do but the work that we do is not the total work oh that's a good y'all hear that there is a work for us to do as Paul said, he said, we did, me and Apollos did the work that the Lord gave us, but that is not the final work. That is not the finishing work. And that is not the complete work because we have to understand is that we have a work to do. We have our work is to obey God and what he's given us to do. Our work is to obey God in the sowing, obey God and trust him in every situation with the harvest. But ultimately, he says this in verse number six, that ultimately it is God who makes the seed grow. In verse number six, he says, Paul says, I planted the seed in your hearts and Apollos even watered it, but it was God who made it grow. After all of my toiling, after all of my sacrifice, after all of my giving, after all of my praying, after all of our seeking God, we have to know that, wait a minute, God, and we got to end with this, that God, it's you who's making this thing grow. It's you who's bringing this thing to fruition. It is you who is bringing this thing to fulfillment. I could work until my hands are bleeding. I could pray until my knees are sore from being down on my knees praying. I could be speaking in tongues until my voice is gone. But if I don't trust that God it is ultimately in your hands, I'd have missed the point. 
I'd have missed the point that, wait a minute, God, this is in your hand. I am trusting you. You are the reason for every increase that we see in our life. You are the reason for every harvest that we see in our life. You are the reason for every overflow that we see in our lives. The Bible says in James chapter one, verse 17, it says that every good and perfect gift is from the God from God from above. It says that every good thing, every good thing that we see is from God. Every good thing that we receive is from God. Every good blessing that we see is from God. Every overflow that we see is from Father God. And we have to trust that he has the right time for harvest, that he has set the right time for the harvest, that he has set the right time for me to enter into this new season, that he has set the right people around me to assist in bringing forth the harvest. We have to know and trust that ultimately, God, you are at the helm, that you are the one who is bringing this to pass, because this is the thing is that. The Bible says, and we said this last week in Matthew chapter nine, verse 38, we said this, that it is God who is the Lord of the harvest. See, God is sovereign over this harvest. God is committed to the harvest. He is the commander of the harvest and he is in control of this harvest. And if we believe, as the Bible says, that he is Lord of the harvest, then we believe he is ruler of the harvest. Then we believe that he has set a proper time for the harvest. Then we believe that he has set a proper moment for these doors and windows to be open. And this is the thing too, is that when you think about planting, when you think about a farmer, when you think about uh, 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 receiving crops, there are some things that a farmer cannot control. There are some things that a sower cannot control. You can sow, you can till the ground, you can water it with, with, you know, the water holes. But to be honest, especially when you would think about this time frame where they didn't have a sprinkler system out there, is that a real sower, you don't control the rain. You don't control, we can look outside right now, the snow outside right now. We don't control when that rain comes and when that rain, uh, 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 when it doesn't come. We don't control the climate. We control, we can control when we sow. But there are things concerning sowing and harvest that we cannot control. We cannot control the timeline of when harvest comes. Y'all got to hear that. We cannot control the timeline of when harvest comes. We can sow. We can believe and we can trust the Lord of the harvest. And we have to trust that God is the Lord of the harvest. The Bible also says this. When we talk about trusting God with the harvest in Genesis chapter number uh, 26, I heard a preacher, uh, Pr Priscilla Schreier, she mentioned this scripture last week as I was, I was seeing her uh, post about something. And she mentioned this scripture in Genesis chapter 26, verse 12. It says, when Isaac, this is Abraham's son, Isaac, when Isaac, it says, when Isaac planted his crops that year, he harvested a hundred times more grain than he planted for the Lord blessed him. I want you to hear that. It says that he, he harvested. 100 times more grain than he planted because the Lord had blessed him. See, Isaac was able to come and he was able to place the harvest in the Lord's hand. And the reason he experienced overflow, the reason he experienced harvest that was supernatural was because the Lord had blessed the work of his hand. The Lord had blessed the harvest. And this is another thing, too, is that when we talk about trusting God with the harvest, Realizing that God is sovereign over it. God is ruler over it. God is, is, is Lord over it. We understand this too. And I want to I I lean on your faith for a minute. When we talk about trusting God 
is that in the Old Testament, when God was bringing the, the Israelites into the promised land, he would tell them this. And he told them this in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse 10 and 11. It says, the Lord will soon bring you into the land he swore to you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with, law, with large, prosperous cities that you did not build, O oh God. Verse 11 says, the houses will be richly stocked with goods that you did not produce. You will draw water from wells or cisterns that you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and olive trees that you did not plant. And I want to leave you with this, and that's Deuteronomy chapter number six, is that there are some harvests that will come to you because of nothing that you have done. Because you couldn't work your way into it. You couldn't sow your way into it. You couldn't toil your way into it. But I want to lean on your faith for a minute to believe God, not only for the harvest that you've sown for, but I want you to believe God for the supernatural harvest of things because you are his son. Because you are his daughter, because you are a child of the king, and because you are in right relationship with Jesus Christ, I want you to believe God for a favor harvest. I want you to believe God for a harvest of favor, harvests that are coming from things that you didn't apply for, harvests that are coming from things that you were not even tracking, that you didn't know it was on your radar, that came because you are in right relationship with Christ, because of the favor of God on your life. And I want to leave you with that, to know that because God is in charge of the harvest, God is able to produce a harvest in us that is so supernatural, that is beyond what we can understand, that is beyond what we can calculate, that is beyond what we could afford, that is beyond what we could know that's beyond what we can imagine just like the bible says and believe in the book of ephesians it says now unto him who is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think i just want you to know and i'm very practical so i believe you could, you should sow i believe you should save your money i believe you should be doing the work that the lord give you but i don't ever want us to miss the faith moments that we have to say god i'm believing you for houses that i didn't build i believe in you for vineyards that i didn't even plant for i'm believing you for gardens that I didn't even sow for. I'm believing you for wells that I did not even do the work, houses that I didn't even do the work. God, I'm believing you for that supernatural favor harvest. I'm believing you for the overflow, God, that I didn't see coming. I'm believing you for, for the increase that I didn't even, I wasn't even prepared for, I wasn't even thinking about. But because I am a child of the king, I am believing you for a harvest from the king that I could not do on my own, that I could not do in my own work, that I could not do in my own hands, but that I could only receive because of the favor of God on my life. I want you guys to receive that today. I want you guys to hear that today as we continue to walk season of harvest, through this season of open doors, through these moments of opportunity. I want you to know that God is at the helm of this harvest, that God controls this harvest, that God is the one who is Lord over this harvest. And we as his sons and daughters, to stay in a place that no matter how much we work, I want you to work, no matter how much we sow it, I want you to sow, know that God, you are in control of this harvest. And that ultimately my first assignment is to trust you, Father God, for the harvest. I pray that you guys receive that today. Rock family, I pray that you receive that word. I pray that this teaching and this series on harvest has been a blessing to you. I pray that you have received it in your life. And as I said this at the very beginning of this year, the first message we preached in this harvest was this is my time. 
This is my time. And I want you to declare that and be saying that over your life, over these coming days, these coming weeks and coming months, that this is my time, <laughs> that this is my seed. I got excited thinking about it, that this is my harvest, that this is my moment, that this is my window, that this is my opportunity. And this is my time. And I want to declare over you, Rock family, that this is your time. And this is our moment to walk into everything that God has for us. I pray that you all receive that today. I thank you all for dropping in for the word today. God, I, I, and let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Father, we honor you for this time that we've had together. Father, I pray that this word was a blessing to your people, Father. I pray that you would continue to watch over us and keep us safe in this time. And Father, we declare over our lives and over our families and our households that this is our time for harvest. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning in with me this morning. I pray, guys, if you if you guys would like to give, thank you for your giving. You can always give at the website, which is www.rockrally.com. Thank you so much for your giving. I pray to see you all again next Sunday. God willing, prayerfully, we'll see you in person next Sunday, January 30th at 10 a.m. for our in-person Sunday service. We'll also, don't forget, we're meeting each night, uh, not each night, but Monday, Wednesday, and Friday over this next week for our fasting devotional at 6.30 on IG Live and on Facebook Live, all right? And so I will see you guys there. You all be blessed. Be safe this weekend and receive your harvest in Jesus' name, all right? Peace out.